Welcome to Whores Talk Horror. We're not really whores. We just like wordplay. Hello and welcome to Horror's Talk Horror. I'm Sharon. And I'm Melinda. This week, we want to highlight a true crime topic that often gets overlooked. I mean, I've not seen any shows on this topic advertised recently on, say, the ID channel or even Discovery Plus. Have you guys? Um, Not recently. I know there used to be uh, a few shows on this topic back in the day, but... No, not recently. And I should mention that there is a show on Oxygen currently called Florida Man Murders, but it's decidedly not about today's topic, just FYI. So brace yourselves, everyone, because we are going to be talking about dumbass criminals. You heard me. (laughs) Aren't all criminals kind of (laughs) dumbasses? That's a good point. Yes. Or geniuses. (laughs) This is true. There are a lot of smart criminals out there who outwit authorities for years or, unfortunately, sometimes even indefinitely. Um, But none of that applies to the folks we're going to be talking about today. (laughs) Um, So let's get stupid. (laughs) Mindy, who is our first dumbass criminal? Uh, Well, this first story was published actually June 18th of this year by the New York Post. Uh, And honestly, the headline alone kind of says it all. New Jersey teens caught dumping murder victim in Pennsylvania woods after leaving hazard lights on. So our two first two dumbass criminals are Anthony Gamble, 19, and Joshua Gamble, who's 17. Uh, they, Runs in the family? I, I, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, apparently. The dumbassness. Uh, both of them inherited. were... Right? I don't have any siblings, so I don't know how this works, but whatever. Um, the two of them were taken into custody after Pennsylvania State Troopers pulled over to check on what they assumed were disabled vehicles on the side of a Richland Township Road, uh, Bucks County District Attorney Matt Wentrob said. The troopers approached a blinking silver Subaru and a parked Audi just after midnight and found Joshua Gamble lying on the ground in the woods wearing a glove and a bloody shoe. As Joshua was detained, his brother Anthony ran towards the car wearing bloodstained clothing and carrying gloves. He was promptly arrested, according to officials. Troopers then found a dead man's body in the woods near the Audi, which contained blood and a large knife on the passenger side floor, prosecutors revealed. Quote, both cars, the victim and the knife were all found within 100 feet of each other. Wintrop said, unquote. The T's were charged with criminal homicide, criminal conspiracy, possession of an instrument of crime, and tampering with evidence. As of this article's publication, investigators were trying to determine the circumstances of the fatal stabbing, not to mention why the alleged bumbling killers were across the state line more than 60 miles from Somerset County, their home. The teens are being prosecuted in Bucks County as under the law, a homicide is assumed to have happened in the place where the victim is found unless proven otherwise. I'll say this. Anthony and Joshua may have killed someone, but at least they had the courtesy to put their hazards on while burying the body. I mean, driving down a dark road in the woods at night, it's dangerous enough. I know I've had trouble in some close suburbs of 
like just on the outskirts of Chicago doing that. And the last thing anybody wants to do is like round a corner and slam right into a damn Subaru. So at least they were being courteous. Uh, yeah. And you know what they say, you should always take as many cars as possible to a murder scene. <laughs> yes. It's very, it's very important. Um, wow. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I started off kind of easy and then we're going to like try and hopefully maybe deep dive and get even dumber as we go. <laughs> So what's next? Uh, All right. So this next story comes from thesmokinggun.com, which honestly truly never disappoints. As evidenced from this article from July 16th, um, also of this year, titled Cops Suspect Made Dopey Google Search. While in custody and declining to take field sobriety tests, an Iowa motorcyclist suspected of drug driving Googled how long meth stays in your system after initial consumption. This was according to the arrest report. I've never taken meth before, but if I did, I think I would Google that prior to taking meth. (laughs) Also, um, just never take meth, people. Police say that Robert Perez, uh, 53, was riding a stolen Kawasaki motorcycle when pulled over in Iowa City. When questioned by an Iowa City Police Department officer, Perez claimed a fellow meth user loaned him the vehicle. Perez, however, was unable to provide a name or an address for the motorcycle's (laughs) purported owner, Uh, The motorcycle was also listed as stolen in the law enforcement database. Perez reportedly admitted to injecting meth five hours earlier and was found with multiple syringe caps in his pockets, police noted. A breathalyzer test revealed a .00 blood alcohol content, but Perez refused all sobriety tests. All right, and this is my favorite part here. While at the police station, and apparently still in possession of his phone, Perez was witnessed by another officer Googling how long meth stays in your system after initial consumption. Uh, This is according to Officer Daniel Bozen. Investigators subsequently secured a search warrant to draw blood from Perez, which was then sent off for testing. Perez, who already had two prior operating while intoxicated convictions, was charged with theft, driving under the influence, and driving with a suspended license, and was booked into the Johnson County Jail, from which he was released shortly after. Yeah, don't don't Google that shit where people can see you doing that. That's kind of like a rule. Like, don't do it while you're at work. Don't do it, like, while the police are watching you in custody. <laughs> I mean, don't steal motorcycles. <laughs> Don't steal motorcycles while under the influence of meth or any other drug. Um, There's a lot of don'ts. There's a lot of uh, good lessons to be learned from this story. I'm glad we're educating our audience. Maybe Maybe this episode in general. (laughs) Good good lessons. (laughs) Sure. Speaking of meth, Mindy, what's the next story? Thank you. The headline is wondering what gives meth its special flavor. Um, I'm not a meth user, so no, I've never actually wondered what gives meth its special flavor, Um, but we're going to find out. This is from an article dated June 23rd, also of this year, 2021. Uh, Curious about where the average street dealer safely stores their stash? 
Wonder No More, a Florida man whose rap sheet includes more than a dozen drug convictions, was arrested last month after jailers discovered for, quote, crystal rocks, unquote, of methamphetamine stored inside the defendant's penis skin, according to an arrest affidavit. All right. That was not where I thought he was going to be hiding the meth. I was <laughs> expecting that he hid it in his trunk area, not the glove compartment. <laughs> Ouch. I mean, yeah, I I, ugh. I guess it gives a whole new meaning to the term ribbed for her pleasure. Right. <laughs> Is that meth in your pants or are you just happy to see me? Ew. I could keep going, but all right, sorry. Please continue, Minnie. Well, the guy um, in question, Shaft Bang Adams. Shut up. Is that his name or is this? Well, I don't know if he was born with that name, but that's the name. I mean, if you name your kid Shaft Bang, he's obviously going to grow up to hide meth in his penis skin. Like, that's the parents' fault. Totally. (laughs) Oh, I was more confused about the name Adams. (laughs) (laughs) He's the newest member of the Adams family. Or did he get this name because he's notorious for hiding meth in his penis skin? I'm going to go with all of the above, probably. I have so many questions. Yeah, I know. Um, He was uh, collared, as they say, arrested in mid-May for driving with a suspended or revoked license. Once again, he's revoked license, people, and booked into the Orange County Jail on the misdemeanor count. Adams, an Orlando resident, was familiar with the lockup owing to his 20-plus prior convictions for offenses like domestic assault, battery, possession of a controlled substance, delivery of cocaine, possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, false imprisonment, and possession of drug paraphernalia. Sounds like a very upstanding member of society. Well, his name is Shaft Bang. What a great guy. (laughs) (laughs) During the jail intake process, Adams was subjected to a strip search, during which a correctional officer reported finding four crystal rocks, white in color, inside the penis skin of Mr. Adams. A subsequent field test of the rocks tested positive for methamphetamine. Adams was charged with possession of meth and Introducing contraband into a penal institution. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> Both of which, in case you didn't already guess, were are felonies. Uh, he spent eight days in custody before posting a $2,000 bond. However, as of this article's posting, Adams is back behind bars following his arrest on cocaine possession and resisting charges. Shocking. It's also worth mentioning that the byline to this article reads, Jailers found drug inside male suspects skin safe. Wow. That's where I store all my important documents. Wait, I have a question. Yes. The the title is Wondering What Gives Meth Its Special Flavor? Yeah, I Yeah, f- it's it tastes like Fumunda cheese. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Sharon and I were both like, yeah, that's a given and Spencer was like, "Wait, I don't get it." <laughs> I really hope that they use that term in the article. I mean, I just have to say, though, like, that was a joke that was... Where where did that joke come from originally? But that was something that our guy friend said all the time in high school. So, yeah, that was like, as soon as Mindy 
said that, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I'm can guess what that special taste is. I think Spencer is um is looking it up right now. I, mean, I don't know if I'll find out where it came from, but uh yeah, it's been around for a while, I think. <laughs> oh my god. Oh look. Poopteen, the act of texting people while you're pooping. <laughs> Sorry, I'm an urban dictionary. If you haven't guessed, um okay. Wow. Well, um so this next story also comes from Florida, and I know <laughs> It's easy to rag on Florida. I apologize um, for our Florida listeners. This is not a Florida bashing episode, I promise. And you know what? Every state has their share of crazy ass stories. It just so happens most of them come from Florida. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's on purpose. I don't know if like <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But I know there's there's dumbasses everywhere. Yes, it's not for sure. just Florida. All right. With that said, apparently the Marion County Sheriff's Office routinely posts updates titled This Week's Dumbest Criminals <laughs> on their Facebook page, which you can follow at MCSO Florida. This post is from October 13th of 2020. And it goes, meet 41-year-old Robert Hobby and 23-year-old Marcus Reeves. They have been arrested for a total of 14 charges combined, all in reference to grand theft and burglaries. Now, being a thief already makes you dumb, and that isn't why they are on this week's Dumbest Criminals. These two geniuses went on a burglary spree inside the city limits of Ocala and out in the county. They were breaking into convenience stores, stealing cigarettes and lottery tickets. But while doing this, they were smoking cigarettes inside the stores while the cameras were watching. But that still isn't the best part because police didn't need the cameras to identify them. When they left the stores, they left their shoes, their tools, and Marcus left his wallet with his driver's license. So police went to his house and knocked on the door. He confessed. Both were arrested and are now in the Gold Star Hotel. <laughs> this post included images of the would-be thieves, and they look about as pissed off as you would imagine two dumbasses who got caught to look. Uh, Mindy, do you have said a photo that we will be able to share when we post this on so social media? Yes, I believe I have a link to the post directly. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well played, Marion County Sheriff's Office. Uh, if you are curious about Fremunda cheese, because <laughs> I know people were waiting. Wow, what a segue. Uh, uh, they think that it likely just came from football jocks and other teenage sportsmen during the end of the 20th century. Um, but it looks like there is a clip from the movie Waiting that may have mentioned it. So uh, we'll have to watch that clip. Maybe. Uh, okay. Thank you, Spencerpedia. Of that that may have been R what uh, made it made it, it popular. Mm -hmm. All right, well there you have it. <laughs> Horse talk or for all your Fomunda cheese news. There you go. So this next headline, we're going to stay in Florida, and this next headline is my new favorite tongue twister: guilty plea in Purry public pickle packing. Guilty cool. plea in pervy public pickle packing. Guilty plea in pervy public pickle packing. Okay. I got to say, Mindy, I'm impressed you got that on the first try. Yeah, me right? Me too, Mindy. I know. Me Gu too. I want to try. Guilty, well, <laughs> guilty plea in pervy public pickle packing. It has good a, good like, a good rhythm to it, kind of. To Spencer, your turn. 
Guilty plea and pervy public pickle packing. <laughs> Does this need to be a, a, a t-shirt? I think it might have to be. finally do merch? I think it might have to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be, it's a good warm up for any actors out there who need to do their like, you know, vocal warm ups before their. Guilty plea and pervy public pickle packing. Guilty plea and pervy public pickle packing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is again from the smokinggun.com and this is an article from just this year, July 15th. So recent. Um a Florida man found himself in a legal pickle after cops spotted a pickle in him and arrested him for indecent exposure. Uh, Eric Dietledge, I'm going to go with that for the last name, 47, was arrested in March by cops responding to a suspicious person call in Oldsmar, a Tampa suburb. Officers found a pantsless Dietledge lying on his back in front of a townhouse that was not his home. As memorialized in an arrest affidavit, Dietledge, naked from the waist down, had his penis in one hand and, quote, a large, uneaten pickle in his other hand, unquote. Deputies reported that Dietlidge was using the pickle to penetrate his rectum while he was masturbating. We do not have photos of this that we will be sharing on social media. <laughs> we do not. We do have a picture of the guy, like, from the article that we can share. And I kind of feel like I saw his picture and I was like, yeah, that tracks. But we don't have a picture of this scene. Just to be clear, um, Dietlich was arrested for exposure of sexual organs, a misdemeanor, and booked into the Pinellas County Jail. He was released after posting a $150 bond. Which That's it? I know. That was why I was like, wait, that just does not. As I was reading that sorry, again, I was like, wait. did not have any, it was just exposure of sexual organs, not like public masturbation or public fornication with a pickle or something well don't worry because he was back behind bars a week later after getting arrested on a felony theft charge for stealing a red bull and skinny jeans from a walmart (laughs) you gotta hold the pickle in there with the skinny jeans yeah if it helps keep the pickle in his rectum when he walks (laughs) ultimately dietlich please and the red bull gives him the stamina to keep publicly masturbating I think you just answered, like, all of your own questions, Sharon. Oh, Jesus Christ. $150 may not have been a lot, but it is the most expensive pickle, I think. It is very much. And it was uneaten, don't forget. So it was a full pickle. (laughs) Hope nobody ate it afterwards. So they took it back to the jail, and they split it up amongst the officers. And and had a sandwich. Sandwiches for lunch. Yeah, you got to be clear. Do not touch this pickle. This is evidence, people. This is not a snack. Oh, that's so gross. Could you? Oh, <laughs> anyway. I feel like there would be a Brooklyn Nine-Nine scene in there somewhere. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Well, ultimately, Dietlich pleaded no contest to the exposure charge and was sentenced to the time he had already served in the county jail, which was 92 days. He was also ordered to pay fines, fees, and court costs a totaling $550, a tab that remains outstanding as of this article's publication. <laughs> so that's still not a lot of money, but it's still not paid. Um, Dietlidge has multiple convictions for both theft and trespassing, as well as convictions for disorderly conduct, resisting police, and criminal mischief. 
Um, and so don't worry, we'll be sure to specifically include the link to the arrest affidavit in the show notes because, of course, the smoking gun has a copy on their website and you've got to see how it's filled out. It's pretty funny to read. So, wow. Um, if Eric, if you're listening, I want to say that um, uh, Mindy actually mistook the I in your last name for an L and became Ditlidge. Ditlidge, oh, but I think it's uh, Ditige. That's okay. Are, are you really apologizing to the public <laughs> masturbator who shoves pickles up his fucking anus? Are you serious right now? Yes. I'm so, I feel so bad to this 47 year old public pickle masturbator. <laughs> pervy, per, pervy, pervy pup, public, I can't say it. Pervy public pickle packing guy. I mean, if she accidentally called him. Peter Dinklage, I would apologize to Peter Dinklage right. for confusing him with a pervy public pickle packer. <laughs> but um, and yeah, I think no, that that was it, honestly, because I was looking at that name and I was thinking of Dietlage, like I wanted to say it like Peter Dinklage, but that's why I kept saying it that way. Sorry, Peter Dinklage. We are sorry that we have brought you into this mess. Yeah, very much <laughs> and, so. Eric, if you are listening, I take back Spencer's apologies because <laughs> you don't deserve one. <laughs> Wow. And pay your $550 tab. Come on. Well, it's hard to do that when you don't have a job because obviously probably no one is hiring someone that has a criminal history involving public masturbation and fornication with a pickle. And he can't get oh. a job at Walmart because he's stolen from them. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's he's pretty much out of luck. May- oh, maybe he can get a job at a pickle packing plant. <laughs> he's a good pickle packer. Oh, maybe we should move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, ladies and gents, we now present our dumbest criminals lightning round, courtesy of Goliath.com and an article by Kale Haverbold. All right. This first one is titled Manja Manja. On a sunny day in March of 2021, Manja, a fort. Wait, is this really their name? That was what was listed. Yes. In the article. And I have all the links to the articles. I, w- I don't think that's Manja. You don't think that's manja? I I don't know. It was not spelled out. And I've seen, I saw this somewhere else too. So, and it was just like this, no, just no explanation, no nothing. So we have one person named Shaft Bang. We have another person named Manja. I, I would say <clears throat> manga, maybe, but say that it's but spelled MG. It, but why is the title of it Manja Manja? I took I the know. title that to be like how you said it. That's why I thought they write. That's how I took it to say it. Well, apologies to this person if I'm mispronouncing your name, although probably not because <laughs> because you're an asshole. I was going to say you ended up on this list and not only our list, but Kale Haverwold's list. So like, well, I'm just going with Manja because I don't I would agree. know how it. else this would be pronounced. M-G-A-N-G-A. Yeah. On a sunny day in March 2021, Manja, a 17-year-old boy in Omaha, Nebraska, decided to stick a gun in the face of a woman who was taking her son to school, demanding that she give him her car. She, of course, obliged, and the boy was about to take off when he realized that the car had a manual transmission, which he was unable to drive. He tried to fumble (laughs) around with the controls, but after moving the car only a matter of yards in a few minutes, he decided to bolt on foot, but was eventually caught by authorities. I wonder how many times this has actually happened to car thieves. This would be a 
like this is like a uh I, I hate manual transmission cars because I personally have a really hard time driving them. Um, but it's a very good deterrent, I think, for yeah. car thieves. It's a good point. I actually do like them. I just don't. They are very difficult. Like I would never in California. I don't know how our friend Mo drives stick shift in California where it's all hilly and stuff like yeah. that. Like I would never do that to myself. But I feel like you're driving your car more when you drive manual. But that's just me. But yeah, I, dude, that's a really good point. No one's gonna, <laughs> how horrible would that be? Like you get in the car and you're just like, oh shit, I can't drive this if you're the I criminal. Mean, not I guess. horrible for the person whose car it is. Meanwhile, the, the lady was just like on the phone with the cops reporting it as they're on their way. He got what, like they said, just a few yards. That is actually a pretty good deterrent. I just talked myself through that and convinced myself that you're very much right, Sharon. <laughs> She's like, yeah, he just killed it. Yep, killed it again. Yep, kill- yeah, I'm still watching him. Stalled. Yep. If you could get out here because my my clutch is going to burn out like in two seconds, that would be really <laughs> great. <laughs> okay, well, next on our list is Joey Miller and Matthew McNelly, originally p- reported by the UK's The Mirror in October 2009. These men were behind likely the worst and least thought out disguises in the history of crime. When committing their misdeed, they didn't use masks, hoods, or face coverings typical of most criminals, but instead chose to draw on their faces with permanent marker. While it may have made them hard to recognize during the crime, permanent marker is, as the name suggests, notoriously (laughs) hard to remove which left the men extremely easy to identify when police were looking for the culprits. The dumb stunt earned the duo the nickname Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yep, pretty much. (laughs) You got a picture? No, there was not a picture. I was kind of pissed, but we could maybe do a little more digging. All right, well, we are going to um, stick with... uh, European criminals or <laughs> we're going to stick with criminals in other countries. We're going to give uh, the U.S. a little break in uh, you mean Florida. Well, uh, there is there is some criminals outside of Florida. There is the one in Pennsylvania. And, and we're going to head back to the U.S. Don't worry. Yeah, we, we come to uh, our neck of the woods next. Yeah, we do. But first. All right. In August of 1995, a man named Klaus Schmidt in Berlin decided to rob a bank with a handgun. Now, this acted out like a pretty standard bank robbery until the tellers asked him, do you need a bag? To which Schmidt responded, you're damn right it's a real gun. (laughs) This made it obvious to the tellers that the robber was deaf. With this new realization, they sounded the alarm which notified the police while Schmidt was none the wiser. And a funny twist, Schmidt later sued the bank for apparently abusing his disability, <laughs> which I'm sure was dismissed. <laughs> you you got to try, right? This next criminal is from our very own sweet home, Chicago. Yeah. In 2008, an 18-year-old man named Ruben Zarate, that's what we're going with, attempted to rob a muffler shop in Chicago. After demanding money, he was told that most of the cash was stored in a safe that could only be opened by the manager, who wasn't scheduled to come in until a few hours later. 
To save himself some trouble, Zerate left his cell phone number for the store to call him back once the manager arrived. Of course, the store first called the police and then called Zarate back. When he came back and noticed the police were waiting for him, he engaged in a brief shootout with the cops before eventually being arrested. Don't leave your number, criminals. That is the moral of that story. Do leave your numbers so police can catch your dumb asses and put them in jail. That's tr- That's true, yes. All right, well, I'm not going to read the (laughs) title (laughs) of this next article because it is a spoiler, but this comes from Newser.com. A suspect in Missouri wanted for possession of a controlled substance is likely regretting recent food choices after loud farting revealed his or her hiding spot near Liberty, Missouri. The Clay County Sheriff's Office posted on Facebook, quote, If you've got a felony warrant for your arrest, the cops are looking for you and you pass gas so loud it gives up your hiding spot, you're definitely having a poop emoji day. End quote. And I think it was actually the poop emoji. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because it was a post on Facebook, yeah. Um, Yes, it was the actual poop emoji. Thank you. Um, Further details on the case are sparse, but there were plenty of fart jokes One of the sheriffs commented on the department's own post and said, quote, we got to give props to Liberty PD for using their senses to sniff him out. End quote. And then this comes from the official Liberty Twitter feed. Thanks to at Sheriff Clay Co. for airing out a wanted person's dirty laundry and fanning the flames. The Liberty Police Department was surprised to see this incident slip out, which stinks for the arrestee. Wow. (laughs) The city notes no one was hurt during the incident, either by the gas or the resulting arrest. (laughs) Um, and the the title of this was actually Missouri Cops Catch a Lucky Break Thanks to a Lard Fart. Damn it. <laughs> wow, that was funny. <laughs> Missouri wow. Cops Catch a Lucky Break Thanks to a Lard <laughs> Shit. <laughs> a Lard Fart? Oh, I have a feeling this is going to go in our bloopers episode. Fout. <laughs> Missouri. <laughs> Someone fouted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Missouri cops catch a lucky break thanks to a loud fart. <laughs> the brain does interesting things. I cannot talk today. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay, that was good. A loud fart. A fart. <laughs> a large fart. A large fart. <laughs> Spencer, I expect to hear lots of fart noises in the actual episode during this. Oh, song. we can do that. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Okay, we thought we'd close this episode out with another story from right here in Illinois. This is from CBSNews.com. The headline is, Two Illinois Women Arrested for Cooking Meth in Church. Our perps, 53-year-old Judith Hemkin and 26-year-old Tiffany Burton. The setting, Hillsborough, a town roughly 50 miles south of Springfield, Illinois. So very, very southern Illinois, for those of you not from our state. And this is from the website onlyinyourstate.com, which is worth checking out. 
There might not be too much going on down in Hillsboro, but apparently Hemkin and Burton were looking to make some excitement for themselves. They decided to set up shop for their new cottage industry in Waveland Church. The two women, neither of them a member of the church, were discovered when they were found in the church after hours. Police found their clandestine meth lab in the church basement and the women were promptly arrested. CBS News Com reports that a fire broke out while the officials were cleaning up the scene, but law enforcement officers were able to put it out with no injuries. So somebody only watched like the first season of Breaking Bad, I take it, and did not like venture further to see that they probably shouldn't have been in a stationary area. Sorry, that this is where we should insert the fart sound because that joke bombed. <laughs> Thank God nobody fouted because then the church might Thank have exploded. You. Thank you, Jared, for saving that. Uh, so, yeah, see, it's not just Florida. Illinois has their own side of weirdos <laughs> and idiots, too. If you can't make fun of your own state, what can you make fun of? Is that right? It is now. You, if you're going to laugh at everyone else's state, you got to laugh at your own state as well. Sure. That'll be another T-shirt. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you all for listening to us. If you are a dumbass criminal (laughs) that has never been caught for a crime that you committed, please send us your name, your address, and also a detailed report of the crime that you committed. Or if you have any dumbass criminal stories that you want us to read because you think they're funny, write to us at whorestalkwhore at gmail.com. I'm sure we're going to do future episodes of Dumbass Criminal Stories because honestly, there's just so many of them. Yeah. Um, how can we not? Uh, but yeah, we can read those stories on the next episode that we do on Dumbass Criminals. You can also write to us with any episode ideas, recommendations on what to watch, uh, if you have any ghost stories, true crime stories, creepy stories, whatever you want us to read on our show, please write to us. Please also subscribe to us, rate and review us. It helps us get more exposure. Um, If you're able to, please join our Patreon to get early access to episodes, see exclusive posts, and maybe get some cool stuff sent to you in the mail. Um, Please be kind to each other out there. Uh, Be safe and don't be a dumbass. And as always, thanks thanks for getting getting with us. Sharon, do you want a beer? Uh, Oh, my God.